house tonight. <clears throat> he prayed for all the names listed on the prayer list, very lengthy <clears throat> list. The Lord knows each need. Now, Drew Miller on the plaque, Drew Miller's, his law, he's a good day. Sinking deep in sin, far from the beast for sure. Very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me, now safe am I.
love so mighty and so true, merits my song's best song. Faithful, loving service to to Him belong. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Souls in danger look above, Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by his love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, fills his will obey. He your Savior wants to be, be safe today. Love lifted me, love lifted me, when nothing else could help. Tonight, we are going back into our church covenant studies, and we are in lesson eight tonight. We are down in paragraph three, where it talks of our refraining from the use of intoxicating beverages. You know, in the world in which we live today, that doesn't carry a lot of weight. You know, a lot of people, they, uh, they've got their own idea about what intoxicating beverages are. 
Matter of fact, I know a sect of, I'm just going to say churchgoers, that believe that it's all right to drink regardless of what God's Word says. You know, in the book of Proverbs in chapter 20, I believe it is, the Bible says in verse 1 something that I believe should get a hold of people's hearts who believe in this idea of social drinking. You know, I've heard people say make a, make a reason, a reasonable uh, request for their, for their desire to drink different things. But the Bible, I believe, should be our, our, our only resort to go to to figure out whether it's actually right or wrong to partake of the dainties of the world, so to speak. Because the Bible says in verse 1 of Proverbs 20 that, my, that wine is a mocker. It'll cause you to be laughed at, it'll cause you to be jeered. Wine can loosen up the lips and loosen up the tongue, and wine can cause people to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Wine is a marker, mocker, and strong drink is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. I mean, that's just Bible, folks. That's, that's what God's Word says. It's not a wise thing to, I believe, to allow our children to watch adults around them in a drinking moment of their lives. In chapter 23, again, we see something else here in the book of Proverbs. In verse 20 and 21, where the Bible says, Be not among wine-bibbers. Among riotous eaters of flesh, for the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I, 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 do, uh, I do have some claim to what this is saying, knowing that these things come about. It causes a... A, a you know as we take medications today to we see people have to take medications to bring them down wine and strong drink do the same thing to a degree but also it can cause a great deal of destruction because that kind of, of what uh, some have labeled as self-medicating can cause you a great deal of harm and trouble in your life again it says in verse 21, For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. In verse 29, the Bible says, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? This is as... as as we see here, as Solomon brings this about, he does it in a way that should cause us to be thinking about 
why would we even want to start such a thing? Because it says, They that tarry long at the wine, and they that seek, they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like an adder. You know, we could go over to the book of Habakkuk, and this is where we will begin our sermon tonight. Habakkuk, chapter 2 and verse 15. The Bible says, Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that puttest thy bottle to him, and makest him drunken also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. Now here in Habakkuk, you see, I believe, what can happen when strong drink is mingled with the emotions of life. We see it with Noah. We saw it with, uh, with Lot. How drunkenness brought about a de total destruction of the family unit. We see even today where drunkenness causes a great deal of destruction in the lives and families of those who partake in it. We see how, how uh, the alcohol can take a hold of an individual without them even realizing how bad a shape they're really in. And then when they try to get off of it, you see, alcohol is one of those things that uh, it isn't like illicit drugs that people use. It isn't like some of the other recreational drugs that people get a hold of. Alcohol once it has uh, become an addictive agent in your life, is not something that you can just quit like that. As a matter of fact, people who try to quit alcohol, who are full-blown alcoholics, if they do not get intervention, they will die in their quest to keep the, the alcohol away from them. And I sat and I began to think about this. Why would a person even begin to try to place something in their body that really doesn't belong there? And you know, we all have different, different answers for that question. I've heard people give me answers. Now, I mean, I've, I, I've talked to a great deal of people who have either been hooked on illicit drugs, uh, uh, marijuana, or, or uh, a strong drink of any sort, alcohol. And every one of them have a different story. Why they began this or that. But I believe God's Word tells us that there's a reason why that He tells us to refrain from the use of these intoxicating drinks as a beverage. Now, again, we see medications that have alcohol in them. We, we know all about that and we know how good it works and it really does work. But the problem with self-medicating or, or doing something that is just a... Uh, uh, just a thing of pleasure, it gets out of control in our lives and it causes and wreaks havoc. 
Our paragraph 3 states that like this, we are to abstain from the sale of and use of intoxicating drinks as a beverage. Alcohol is a destroyer of good moral judgment. Alcohol can ruin the moral fiber of a young man or a young woman. Alcohol is a killer of relationships, and anybody in this house tonight who's had to deal with it knows exactly what I'm saying. I have had to deal with alcoholism. I've had to, to see the struggle that families go through because of one bottle too many. I've seen a, a, an individual who would come to the house and, and have maybe had drank a fifth of liquor, and when they got there, they were okay, but before they left, I, almost, I was almost ready to take them out somewhere. Alcohol destroys the logic of good men. Alcohol destroys the moral fiber of good individuals. It's a mocker of level-headed decision-making. Alcohol has and continues to wreck homes, lives, and marriages. Why would we deliberately work at something that kills or hurts our families? This thing of social drinking is something that can only lead to destruction down the road. This thing of, well, I'm just, I'm just going to drink this non-alcoholic beer. And you know, you see it, it's, it's advertised just like that all over the country. And, and in many stores, you know, they have this, this billboard up about, about the, the, the driver that's going to be taking all the rest of the people home. All they had was this non-alcoholic beer. And, and folks, I'll tell you. I know where this leads. I know where just sitting around uh, shooting a breeze with the boys, you knew sitting there with a, with a non-alcoholic beer, I know where that leads. It leads to no good. You didn't very long that you're sitting there thinking, man, I think I'd like to feel like they're feeling. I want to look at a few instances that tonight that alcohol has played in the destruction of of the moral fiber of individuals. First of all, I want you to notice the effects of strong drinking. In Proverbs 20 and 1, we've already read this. The Bible says that it wine is a it make it is a mocker of men. It's a mocker of wisdom. Wine is something that promises joy and happiness, but delivers only sorrow when it is completely. Uh, overflowing in your life. Wine will make a relatively good man by human standards look like a fool. It makes them feel twice as big as they are. You've seen this, I'm sure. You've seen where men will get a hold of a little bit of liquor and all of a sudden they're, they're Superman and they can do anything and only to come to find out that it's probably one of the worst mistakes they ever made in their lives. 
because even Superman cannot beat the problem of strong drink. It leads to hurt and ruin. In the second reading that we had in Proverbs 23, the Bible shows us that it destroys individuals. You say, well, why do, you know, I've had people, I've had people, I had a whole family, a big family, come to me one time and, and they were wanting to, they were wanting to join the church. But there was one little clause in this church covenant they just couldn't stand by. And it was the sale of and use of intoxicating drinks as a beverage. They didn't see any problem with sitting around and drinking a beer. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says to abstain from even the appearance of evil. And regardless of what you think about liquor and alcohol, let me tell you something. It is an evil. It is a destroyer. It is something that wreaks havoc on communities. It destroys cities. And it will destroy a state and a country. Folks, I'll tell you what, these big, uh, these big plans that the alcohol group had for, uh, uh, for Greenham, uh, I mean, what happened? What happened to the, the, big, uh, the big promises that were made in grace and about, uh, uh, you know, when they went wet and nobody around was able to vote but those in the city? And now they, I mean, they have beer joints there, but where's all the revenue at? I haven't seen anything change. Horton Brothers have, have built a new building, but beer didn't bring it in. You see what I'm saying? It is something that, that you look at the moral fiber of a, of, a, of a city or of a country, and you begin to see how alcohol destroys what they promised to build up. Families. Listen, today in Grayson, and I'm not saying it's totally because of the alcohol sale, but I want you to know there are more, there are more uh, uh, things that are happening in Grayson today than there ever was before. There have been things that have been loosened up, things that have been allowed to come into the city. Sicknesses are brought about by that. I mean, I don't even have to go any further in saying what you know what exactly what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about happens with the moral fiber of a group of people who think that alcohol is good. It begins to destroy. Strong. Alcoholic drinks bring ruin to relations. It ruins character. Let's go back and we think about Noah. There in Genesis chapter 9, Noah was found in a drunken stupor and nothing, uh, nothing but his, uh, but his uh, well, his, 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 well, what they would say, his birthday suit. I mean, he was laying there naked. And the Bible says Ham walks in on him and sees him. Instead of 
doing the right thing, Ham begins to make light of it and make fun of it. You know what happened to Ham? Ham was cursed because of that. You know why it all began to begin with? Because Noah was partaking of something he shouldn't have been partaking in of. It ruined his family. Strong drink caused Lot to become a, the wicked, incestuous man that he was and what he was pulled completely away from in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot's eyes were vexed with the things that he saw. And no doubt in his drunken state of mind, he'd done things that he normally he would never have done. Sometimes it takes a drunk man to do some things. Sometimes it takes a, a, an individual who has been completely overwhelmed by the bottle in order to do something that he knows is not right to begin with and find pleasure in it. You see, that's the reason why we have in our church covenant to abstain from the sale of and the use of intoxicating drinks as a beverage because it brings destruction to families. In Genesis 19, Lot was just that individual who as his daughters got him drunk enough, he sinned the greatest sin there is in the, in the life of a family. With strong drink consuming the minds and the body of the Israelite, the Bible says they began to dance around the golden calf naked. That all happened because of strong drink. So, you know, it's not so far-fetched to see somebody, you know, when you go to work and you hear, well, so-and-so, you know, they got a little too tipsy last night. And they were dancing a dance that shouldn't have been danced. You know why? Because alcohol inflamed their wicked desires. That's what happens, folks. That's the reason why I tell our young people, listen, stay away from alcohol. Don't you find your, and Grant, you've got a good song there, bud. You stick with the seven up. Beer never done you any good. And regardless of what other people think about it, I really don't care because I'm telling you the right of the thing. Listen, alcohol destroys the moral fiber of individuals. I don't care what you think about that. That is Bible and that's the truth. It didn't even, you don't even have to look at the Bible and see that. Look at our nation. You can see what alcohol has done to this nation. It destroys. Back in Daniel chapter 5. Back in Daniel chapter 5, Belshazzar took the, the holy elements of the table. He began to drink out of got and he got to a drunken stupor. That didn't last long, did it? God, God got his revenge on him. The church at Corinth. Here's a New Testament church that that had indulged in some acts that were not that were that were all together just wrong to begin with. Uh, some of the sexual sins that were being committed by, by the church at Corinth, by the people there at Corinth, listen, were done because alcohol had its play in it at, the, at its very beginning and at its heart. 
Then they began to bring it into the church. They began to do things that were not, were not right, were not uh, as satisfactory to the Word of God. Listen, you understand, when you began to bring sin into the church, when you began to hug it, your clothes are going to come off singed with the fires of destruction. Listen, the Christian is encouraged to avoid the use of alcohol as a beverage. In Luke 21 and 34, we were over here this morning. I want you to look at something with me here now, Luke 21. Notice what it says here now. In verse 34, Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, with drunkenness, and the cares of life, and so that the day come upon you unawares. Friend, I want you to know something tonight. I believe God's Word through and through, from Genesis all the way through, tells us about the destruction that alcohol can bring to an individual. I believe that's a reason why our forefathers thought it right to put it in a church covenant stance that we're going to abstain from it. Folks, how many of you know, how many of you know how, how alcohol has destroyed families? Listen, we all have seen it. We've all seen uh, uh, just maybe it just started as a, as a little social drink. Maybe it just sitting around with the guys. That's how trouble begins to come in a family. You know, I implore you young people to listen, look at your, look at your dad's. Look at your dads right now. Listen, I want you to look up to people that are, that are real heroes of the faith. There are those in our society today who are, who are mixed up in this uh, uh, Christian rock outfit that is, that is just plaguing America. That, and they live such lives that is just, I mean, they live lives that you can't tell them apart from the world. And you wonder, is that something I want my child involved with? So as we look at the lives of the church at Corinth, we saw their incestuous things that were going on. We saw coming into the Lord's table and getting drunk. You don't get drunk on grape juice. You know, I could, uh, you know, Romans 13, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 Corinthians 6, Galatians 5, and Ephesians chapter 5, all these have to deal with the problem of drunkenness. That's the reason why God says, I, I, I don't want it in my church. I see what it does to families. And folks, I don't know about you, but... You know, I know the destruction that alcohol can do. I know it firsthand. 
I know the destruction that it can bring to a family, to a, to a son and a daughter. I know how things like that can get out of hand. That's the reason why that I warned this congregation, our children mainly. Adults in this house, I believe, are, are those of upstanding moral character. I believe that about our church family. But you know what? We're sending our children out into a world that's, man, they're offering them everything. Yeah, you know, I've heard of children as, low, as, as young as five and six years old who are beginning to experiment with drugs and alcohol. Friend, I'll, I'll tell you, that's a reason why we need to be, be careful with our children. We need to protect them and care for them. A person in the right mind would rather abstain from strong drink because it exasperates our tempers. You ever see a drunk that would just, I mean, fly off at the handle of anything that was said and done? Have you ever saw a man that needed it so bad that he would drink aftershave? That's when it's got a hold of you too much. It destroys our health. It causes all kinds of diseases in our health. It distorts our judgment. It takes away our memory. You hear that, don't you? I don't know what happened. I, I blacked out. I, I was too drunk. I don't remember. It's as we see from Lot's ordeal, it inflames wicked passions where they never would have been before had not the alcohol caused our mind to lose its focus. I could go on and on tonight about the dangers of alcohol. And in the Micah, it even goes as far to say, listen, God's going to judge those who put the bottle to their neighbor's mouth. You know what that means? Those who have encouraged others around them to drink. That's how it was in my life. I mean, I see, I, you know, people encourage you to do different things. Listen, I want you to understand something. And I want you to know right now, I'm talking to our young people. It's always good to say no thank you. When it comes to people offering you drunk, uh, something to make you drunk or, or alcohol or any other drug, marijuana, whatever it is, listen. Oh, uh, <laughs> Nancy Reagan said it best, I reckon. Just say no. Folks, I want you to know something. I believe, I believe right here is where it begins. If it's not going to be taught in the home, the pastor needs to bring it out. Listen, stay away from strong drink. It'll destroy your life. It'll cause you bankruptcy. Morally, physically, and monetarily, it will bankrupt you. How do I know? I've seen it in action. I've watched the, the, the horrors of men who would make big money to lose it in a poker game when they're drunk. 
I've watched it happen. Thousands of dollars go down the drain for nothing. You know why? Because they weren't making good decisions. You know why? Because they were drunk and disorderly. That's the reason why, yes, we have it in our church covenant, and I'm thankful to have it there. That family that turned away from here, listen, because of that, I pray for those that are left. May God help them is our prayer. Let's all stand, please. I can hear it now. Boy, that was a different sermon. Well, it's a sermon that needs to be brought forth. It's a sermon that needs to be preached today in today's modern-day churches. May God help us is our prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we thank you for the day which you've given us, and Lord, for the privilege we have had to be in thy house again this evening. Lord, you know all about the things that go on in the lives of your people. I pray, dear God, that your children tonight have taken thy word and will apply it to our hearts and our knowledge. We will refrain from ever taking part in the use for the sale of intoxicating drinks as a beverage. Lord, help us tonight to be faithful to your word. Help us tonight, dear God, to see the dangers that can come about because of a failing to heed thy word. Lord, help us tonight to be faithful. Father, tonight I ask that you save souls and save lives. Father, forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Have our song leader to come.